Hello, Musai Collective. I'm Lindsay Cabrera, and welcome back to another episode. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You'll be meeting inspiring creative muses from around the globe, and I hope you feel inspired after listening to my podcast. Today, you'll be meeting DJ and producer Joyce Muniz, who has been a fixture in the Viennese club scene since the 90s. At that time, with a residency at the legendary Flux Club, and today, with a regular radio show on FM4 in Austria and Rinse FM in the UK. We discuss her new EP, Flashes on the Floor, the future of dance music, staying in a creative ebb and flow, and so much more. This musical Musai is an artist to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at Joyce Muniz. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a share with your friends. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and here's Joyce Muniz on Musai Collective. Hello, Joyce. Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. How are you doing over there today in Vienna? Hello, Lindsay. I'm doing well, actually. I am uh, at the studio. Very excited to be back in Vienna, especially because my studio is here. So I'm going to spend the next 10 days working on, on remixes and also like finishing my, my album. I'm about to finish my second album right now. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting and I'm very excited to be here, actually. That's so great. Amazing to hear. Well, I'd really love to start off this conversation by reminiscing about your early days as an artist. When did you first fall in love with electronic music? What's your origin story? And when was it that moment that you were like, I want to do this for a career? <laughs> like, I mean, for career, it was definitely when I start buying records but as a music lover i fall in love when i was like 14 15 through own base and down tempo back in vienna was like the capital of down tempo including like all these amazing artists like Dorf Meister and the Vienna Scientist, Sofa Surfers. So, I mean, electronic music was always very strong here. And especially because of the radio FM4, which is like, like a kind of like alternative radio. And this radio is kind, it's like a school for everybody here. Everyone who grow up here, listen to that radio. And I mean, I'm very happy that I work for that radio too nowadays. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, I mean, everything was pretty fast and very natural. I started like loving style and then I started buying like records because back in the days you could, you couldn't find all the good music online. So either you buy like mixtapes from DJs or you buy like the records because the music that people used to play in the clubs, you couldn't find anywhere. So I started buying records. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just, as you were saying that, I was like, that is crazy. I mean, people used today <laughs> don't know that special time of when like if you had the record you had the record it wasn't like online to stream to download or whatever you know what I mean like you had to find it or like you said buy it directly from the artist so I think that was the time that I definitely didn't get to experience it's something special about that but also something special about having a physical totally vinyl also, I mean you know? also like I think <laughs> that back then like like releases like singles and releases were like more timeless I remember when like I start DJing. I used to go out more than nowadays. But you know, every time you see like a like a DJ play a nice records, then you go and ask what kind of records is that, and then you find out, oh, this is like a single that is already like three years old. So I like the fact that back then, like people were like playing their records or DJs were playing their records for a long time and keep bringing all this old school stuff in their sets and 
like I said, you know, like releases and singles were like in general more timeless than in nowadays. I think like a, a big track in nowadays lasts maybe for six months, like not more. I mean, I, I as a DJ, I like to play my music from back then and new stuff, upcoming stuff. I like to mix like independent labels. More. I mean, for me, it's about the quality, not what is behind, as who is behind the music or which label it's it released. I, I go always with the quality of the music and most of the time I just listen to music and then I, whoa, who is this person? And it could be a guy, could be a woman, could be whatever beautiful person behind the street. Yeah, you know? you're not necessarily thinking about how big the artist may or may or not be. It's really just about the music that you're hearing. And I feel like you have like a treasure box full of like <laughs> records and timeless music that no yeah. one else has, you know? It's your treasure box. <laughs> Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do have it. I have to add a mix, but maybe I should not tell where I live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I was just going to say, like, you, you are in between Berlin and Vienna, where your studio is, where you are now. And I know that over the pandemic, there's been some pretty powerful protests happening in Berlin to, you know, open up nightlife again. And recently, the nightlife just reopened and clubs were opening their dance floors. And I'm sure there was some COVID protocols in between. But what's your take on the importance of how the creative sector, or specifically maybe the music industry, the dance music industry, should ensure it is represented in within the government? I know that a lot of different countries had different protocols with like, if you were working in music and nightlife, there was no support. Whereas in some countries there was support for the arts and others, you know, well, it's time for a real job. Like that's what I've seen in those news clips. And it's like, but you know, how many people are behind this billion dollar industry of the music industry and festivals and it's art really. Yes, it is. I am official based in Austria. So I can tell that as an artist, they, the government really tried to help everyone to survive or to, you know, to afford their, their life. Basically, I can talk for myself. I definitely got support, of course. But, you know, the thing is, like, I have been working many years in the music industry. I'm lucky that I didn't reduce my career on gigs only because, you know, I do remixes. I produce other people. I did other stuff connected to the music beside playing in clubs because I have the feeling that nowadays that like people see like, oh, um, someone on stage and this person is a DJ and this is become straight away a musician, you know? I think producers and DJs like are different thing, you know, and oh, the yeah. artists like on stage. So I can tell that for me, it was a very productive time. I was pretty busy. <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm about to finish my second album. I did a lot of collaborations. I produced other people. Also like some art projects. And um, for me, it was um, actually a good time to reconnect with myself and also with my music. Of course, I miss the clubs and I know that in many countries, people got really in trouble. And also like some clubs shut down, some collectives disappeared, some booking agencies disappeared, some labels disappeared. I mean, definitely the pandemic was a huge filter. I mean, it's still too early to say who really made it, you know? I mean, of course, the big names, DJs, they're, they got the shows, also like the big festivals, they already announced their lineup for next year, or they even like made some uh, festivals happen this year as well. I feel, I feel it's still early to say what really is the result 
of all this. I feel like it's still not easy for a lot of artists because, you know, not everywhere is open yet. Uh, Spain was closed to a couple of weeks ago and many other countries, South America is opening slowly. So it's like very local, you know, Asia, Asia is still closed. And so I really don't know how, how to see what it is, you know, what's, what is the result of all this? I try to be positive as possible and do my best, you know, like, this is what I used to do, always used to do, yeah. to try to do my best, you know. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's all we all can really do in these weird times of like so much uncertainty. Do your best that you can, because there's a lot of people probably that are struggling too. But if you know you're doing your best, then you can keep moving forward with your day, keep creating, being in a positive mindset, because... You're going down the other way or, you know, I know that sometimes, for example, I would hear people in Toronto that were just nonstop partying and like, just like, like a downward spiral, basically. And it's not very productive. And I feel like there was two sides of the spectrum, people that were staying positive, being productive and creating out of all of this. And then people going down the other way. I mean, you never know. (laughs) I think that with the global lockdowns, like you said, it gave you the time and space to pause, stay home, maybe work on your productions a little bit more. If you're not traveling, what else are you going to do? So would you say that, was there any changes in the approach, the way you make your music or did any evolution happen in the studio with making your music? Was there any like inspiration coming from all of this dramatic pandemic that kind of like translated in your music? Yes, definitely. Especially into my album. Like the album is like a mix between home party and club party. And also like, you know, chill out modus. It's, it, I bring, I bring like all kind of vibes into this because like during the pandemic, I had like so much time to listen to my old records or just go through my old hard drives, clean up things, steal things, you know, find that, find old stuff that I used to play and also like going back to my roots. And also like, you know, even before pandemic, I used always to listen to different kinds of music and also like my music journey as DJ. It's, pretty, yeah, pretty mixed, I would say. Like, you know, like I said, I started like playing Brahma bass, break beats, and I missed down tempo, dope beats, hip hop. I, I, I worked for really different clubs back then. And I used to be resident, resident in the Plex club, which was that club nights that I, they used to book all kinds of different DJs. I worked for the radio. So I definitely like something happened happened during the pandemic because I allowed myself to try things out that I never have done before, especially like the, the style that is not for club. Like I have in the album, like a 87 PBM track, like which is super slow yeah. and like hip hop tunes and even drum and bass. Nice. So, um, so I, you're, I, you were able to experiment. Like you said. Totally. Yeah. Yes. I totally allow myself to do that because I could do it, you know, and I was yeah. like, I have nothing to lose. I'm really happy that I could manage to even produce these tunes, you know, because I think producing like Deep House and House music, you have a totally different approach if you produce like other genres, which is more like abstract, you know, you can try different sounds, different melodies, you know, different like instruments. Also, like I work with different singers from different backgrounds. So I think that the time gave me this, this possibility to try new things, which is amazing. <laughs> that's, that's so great to hear. And I think 
you know, a lot of people can say the same thing. Everyone that I speak to or guests that I've had on this podcast, the answer is always kind of the same about this. Oh, the pause. Like, oh, I just was in this <laughs> lockdown. So I started painting again. The creativity kind of blossomed for a lot of people, I feel. So I find that really interesting after speaking to so many people over the last year. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I also like, you know, because of the time because I had, of course, I had more time. I was not traveling so much. And then like, I had been doing radio for many years and I never really learned how to talk in the radio. You know, basically they invited me to be the resident at the radio because of my music skills, not because of my talking skills. And then like during the pandemic, I decided to start like take classes in university for narrator, narrator and, uh, you know, narrator speaker for radio and television. So which I'm in the third semester now. So, I'm going to be finished by March, which is amazing because, I mean, when was the last time that I could find some time to learn something new and go back to the university and do something, something, you know? So I'm very happy and proud of that. And I also had a lot of fun, you know, because, because of that, I even like allowed myself to record my vocals again for a track, which is something that I haven't done for many, many years. So, um, Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. See, and people learning new things too. When would you have had the time to take this course? (laughs) You really wouldn't have. So actually on November 5th, you have a new EP called Flashes on the Floor with three originals and one remix coming out on Pets Recordings. Can you tell us a little bit more about this EP? Yes, this EP is very special for me. This is like, for me, it's, it's, Kind of like this is EP definitely tell my feelings when I miss the dance floor during the pandemic. So that's why it's called Flashes on the Floor. Like flashbacks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all this, you know, when the, you go to the club and it's like, you see like these lights, you know, like everywhere yeah. between like the bodies and, yes. you know, like, and it's like dark, but you I just barely can see people's faces, but you know, and, this, and also, like, I think, like, lights are so important in the club, you know? It makes so much, like, brings so much sensuality. And so I was having, like, this this vision. And, and I, I really have, I'm really, really happy about Flashes on the Floor. I have been playing this track on all my streams for the last six months and also, like, in the club since the clubs opened it again. And there is the second track, which is called Minecraft. And I call it Minecraft. We were like, oh, but it sounds like Minecraft. It's like, no, this is more this thing of the mind. <laughs> because also like I have like those those sample vocals that I sampled and and it's it's like this male vocals it's more like somebody inside me like myself me myself and I talking to each other in my mind because I mean we are not meeting anybody you know during this time and so this is like definitely like like uh, EP that I tell a little bit of my dark days missing the club uh, something like that and then it's like the third track is a collaboration with a really good friend of mine Alinka and this track we made it last year when the first last summer when they gave us a little bit of like freedom last year so that you could meet friends again and then we start hanging and we went to her studio and we made this track in a track called the track called Friends and Benefits and uh, we are a really good friend and we had a lot of fun making this track and yeah it was really really nice and then uh, luckily we the, we could get folk to remix one of the, stra- the track 
So basically, folk remix Minecraft. They made a, um, they made an amazing deep house version of this tune, and uh, I'm very very happy because this is actually my second official release of this year, and also the last release of this year. I hope people like it, and I have been playing as a DJ, so for me it's very important that I can play, especially the dance floor tunes. For me, it's very special that I can play my own tunes. Uh, so if I don't play, who else gonna play? Of course, for sure. <laughs> that's got to be the best part to be able to play the music that you produced and when you finally put it out there and see the people's reactions for that first time that energy exchange of like okay I'm going to drop it now and then you see like how they feel and that's got to be such an incredible feeling for you right? Yeah <laughs> I mean I, I, the thing is like back in the day I used not really to play my tracks I was always like very scared I was always very scared, uh, like, you know, to see the reaction. And I always thought like, oh my God, this tune is not out yet. It's not master. And what I, what if I kill the dance floor, you know? And I don't want to <laughs> kill the dance floor with my own tune, you know? But yeah. <laughs> I I become more secure in the last years. And then I, I realized that I have to try these tracks out. You know, I have to try these tracks out, out before they are done. Because this is like, it become like each track that I have been releasing in the last years. And that's why I take more time to release my tunes because... I try many, many times on the dance floor and I go back to the studio and I do the, the changes, you know, and then yeah. I send two, 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 three other friends that I trust to get, to get their feedbacks because they're like, I want to be 100% sure that I'm going to play it and it sounds good in the club. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm very happy with the CP. I have been like playing the CP for a long time. Like, and yeah, it was a really beautiful process to get this to the point. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to it a few times now and I will say that it's really, really nice. And I was like, ooh, everyone listening, we actually will have a little preview here for you with the title track, Flashes on the Floor. So here you go. Have it, everyone. A teaser from the new EP coming out from Joyce Muniz on November 5th. Okay, so how are you feeling, Joyce, about stepping back into the music festival or nightclub circuit? Where do you see the future of dance music and live events going? The reopenings are happening and, you know, maybe it'll close again. Do we just go with the flow, seize the day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see that for promoters and club owners, it's definitely like they have to put a lot of a lot of effort to make events more than before, of course, because you know have to check people, the entrance. I also like to see that you know people behave <laughs> better than before. Maybe <laughs> because I mean the thing is like the virus is gonna stay forever, basically, and we have to learn how to live with it. I feel like the vibes were definitely amazing. You know, like I mean, what what can I say when I I started playing the first shows. I, it felt like it's, it's, this pandemic never happened, basically, you know? Oh, yeah. For, for this moment in the club or at yes, the festival. Yes. Of course, as soon as 
the party's done, you know, you have to put your mask on and go somewhere and that's it. I mean, it feels good. I mean, it feels good for everybody. Like we all miss it. Definitely. I just hope that we can keep everything open. I mean, the places who are open and, um, and I hope that uh, we, you know, we can keep enjoying it, you know, and it's really hard to say what's going to happen. Like I said, when, when all this started, I told myself, okay, 2022 going to be the year. You know, I always told myself, Summer 22 is going to be summer of 69. I always told myself it's going to take two years to have things like the way it was before. But still, I don't think it's never going to be like the way it was before because Corona is going to like the virus is going to stay, you know, so. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just we're all living in history right now. And it's just really interesting to see how things are adapting, how we're, we have to adapt. And it's been incredible to see major festivals relaunching and the clubs reopening all around the world. So yeah, it's it's got to be an incredible feeling as an artist playing and as an attendee being on that dance floor. <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that energy of like, oh my gosh, I just like can, I haven't been to anything yet. So like oh, that, you know, that, okay. that status, like I'm here okay. on an island, but we've had like little beach parties, but nothing like the big environment. No, know? it was, <laughs> it was definitely a good feeling when I played my first show this summer, my first big show in the summer. Nice. It was incredible. Like, you know, I, I, I love, I love to DJ. I love to be on stage. I love to be around people. I love to see people smiling. You know, I love to see people leaving the dance floor after a play yeah. with a huge smile. I, <laughs> I love to get this energy. I love to share, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it was definitely incredible. And yeah, I, I hope we can just <laughs> keep going. I know. Well, there, you know, there's nothing like the dance music community as a whole, because, you know, everyone comes from different walks of life and comes to this dance floor for no judgment. They're just dancing and connecting and vibing and, you know, sharing this special moment with each other. What are some ways in which the dance music community has had an impact on your journey throughout your career as a music lover and as an artist? Well, I mean, there's so many people that influenced me. I mean, definitely Radio FM Fia was uh, for me my, you know, like in my early days, also like clubs in general, like going to clubs. When I was younger, I used to go clubbing like three, four times a week, you know, like not only like one style, I always liked, liked different styles and dance to different styles. Also like, you know, I, when I, what, I stopped DJ with 17 and I become like, like resident here in Vienna, I was just hanging with the, all the coolest dudes and people that were making music. And we're like traveling already, like international wise everywhere. So I had a lot of influences, especially like here in Vienna. I had like the guys from Kudorov Meister. It's really hard to say because if I start telling names, you know, it's, it's a huge list, you know. <laughs> it like, is, I mean, it I have, is, I'm sure. <laughs> I have, I have like, I, I, I mean, I'm 38 now. So I'm doing this for 21 years. Wow. You know, so if I start like, going people. back to the like, <laughs> I mean, because it's also like phases, you know, like mm -hmm. in your life, there's like phases, you know, from there's like phases that you are like totally into this label or totally into this artist. It's like, it's comes, I mean, there's constantly like people that influence me or like, you know, give me some nice input to my like sets or even to my productions, you know? Yeah. So it's really hard to name <laughs> something. I mean, I yeah, actually, it's okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. I know because it's like it's like little pieces of the community 
are with you throughout your journey in each chapter of your career, of personal evolution and professional evolution, you know, when you're connecting with people all over the world, really, from the insider part of like the music business. And then I'm sure just meeting people like your fans that have been following you around the world. Luckily, I have. Um, luckily, I have a lot of friends like around me that really like influence me in many ways. I mean, like musicians, art people, writers, and uh, but music-wise, I'm very, like really lucky that all these labels that I have been releasing music, there they are labels that that I play, and also like all these people that I have been collaborating. Like I said, you know, it's like I I, I get constantly new input, and I also like to play music from friends and support people also. Doesn't matter, like when we started this this uh, interview, I told you that I go always with the flow of the quality. And <laughs> I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky to have all these amazing people out there that always give me good energy. And it's all part of that. <laughs> yeah. We are together in this boat. Yes. Basically. Yes, exactly. So staying in a creative ebb and flow, it can be challenging sometimes when a creative block kind of kicks in and, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this right now. <laughs> but besides music, what are some of your other favorite creative outlets you enjoy? Well, like I told you, you know, I've been like visiting this narr- narrator, narrator and speaker course in university and since I started I started to read more of course I I mean I I, I always loved films but I start like to dig more deep in the film world yeah um, I've been like listening to a lot of audiobooks as well so I definitely like it's it's really fun because all this information that I've been getting through this course also helped me like with my music especially like during the process with the with the album because this album is like a definitely like an artist album, which is going to be connected to video and audiovisuals and abstract audiovisual arts by a very creative artist from Brazil, Rafael Gaiani. So we have been producing this kind of like a 3D world, you know, connected to the music and stuff like that. So I have been also part of this process, even if I'm not a video maker, but you know, I have ideas and I have taste. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a very intense time for me right now because, you know, I've been searching and looking and, you know, going through some, yeah, it's a nice moment, you know, for me, you know, to also to be able to make like this album connected to videos and audiovisuals in, like I said, it's an art album. So I want to take my time to release it. So it's a huge process. And hopefully in a year, I be, I'm going to be able to release this project. I can't wait to listen to this album. <laughs> I'm going to be sure that I have a listen after all of this details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. You like, know? like I said, it's, yeah. it's so much work. There's yeah. so much to do. But it's, it's going in a really good direction. It will direction. be so beautiful when it comes out, I'm sure. <laughs> so something I ask most of my guests is... Can you share with us maybe one or two muses in your life you'd like to give a shout out to today? Muses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, first, my mother, she is the greatest, sweetest woman I know. She gave me so much power and energy and light to become the person I became. And so, yeah, I just wish her the best and spend so much funny times with her. Yeah, the second lady, I want to choose Bjork. Because she definitely influenced me a lot in the 90s with her music, her videos, her style. And it's amazing to see an artist always, I would say, reproducing and bringing always new ideas. She's, she's always like, her, she always reinvented herself after decades and we can never get bored from her. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's always amazing. You never know. Sometimes you like your music, sometimes not. But even if you don't like the music, you like your style or you like whatever. Exactly. It's, all, it's like, she's she's always surprised. <laughs> yeah. Just, she, keeps, she keeps surprising us. And yeah. it's just amazing to see like someone after so many years always like being tight. Yes, she keeps it sharp. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like for me, like uh, such a special artist. Like I'm never, I'm never bored to see her developments, and I, I hope that there's much more special things to come from Bjork. I'm and sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, my biggest dream is to be able to remix one of her tracks or to make one of collaboration with her one day. Oh, that would be amazing. Let's manifest it right now. <laughs> yes, universe. It's Woo! out now. <laughs> there you go. Everybody heard the manifestation. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive affirmation with our listeners? Don't be afraid to try new things as long as you are still alive. All possibilities are open to you. Beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was so nice to connect with you. Yeah, and hear thank about... you for having me. Yeah. I sent you about... some good vibes from Vienna. Yes. Thanks for, for your feedback about AP. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to share that with everybody. And um, November 5th, stay tuned, everyone, for Joyce's new EP. And Joyce will actually be curating a very special Musai mix on November 16th. So stay tuned for that as well. And Joyce, enjoy the rest of your time over there Thank in you. Vienna. And, you know, it was really great to connect. <laughs> yes, I see you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye.